0: nfts the future it's here but what if we told you that you haven't been told the whole truth the game is about to change the voice of the people and the voice of the nft community collide bringing you a fresh perspective on nfts unlike anything you've ever heard before hop on this rocket ship with sean and vaughn to the moon and hold on tight Yo, guys, what's up? Another episode of Shot to the Moon. We're sitting here and we're chatting about Wolf Game and everything. And I was like, all right, listen, we just we just got to get recording because all the stuff is interesting. It's fun. It's exciting. I hope you guys had a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year and all of that fun stuff. Uh, And obviously we've run into a time where nfts are really starting to take off in kind of a uh, freaky way if you will we've seen the entire board ape ecosystem go nuts we've seen alien friends we've seen uh small uh brains if you happen to see those ones which is layer two uh project on arbitrum which we're going to talk about a little bit um everything seems to just be moving and we'll start off here uh by talking about wolf game but before that sean how's uh how's the holidays been
1: Man, it was great. It, talk about out of nowhere. Vaughn, like we're we're sitting here having a conversation, just talking, you know, shooting the shit, talking about Wolf Game, talking about just different projects. And Vaughn's like, I have an idea. And then, boom, we're recording and we're live on the air. I love it. I love it. Because now we're just moving our conversation that we were having off the air in front of everybody uh, here on it. The, f- the holidays were fantastic, man. Spent a lot of time with family. I had an opportunity to spend even more time with the girls, which is always fun, and it was great, man. I, I no no complaints whatsoever. I, I feel like every year, the new year is like a it's a reset button, right? It gives you that 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 proverbial reset. It gives you, you know, you you have the New Year's resolutions. You have the ability to kind of have that self reflection, look at yourself, and see, hey, what are things that I can improve on? What are things that we can improve on? Um, and I'm stoked to uh, stoked to, to go on this ride um, here in 2022 because, man, this NFT space right now, Vaughn. We talked about it off the air, but this this space is doing things. I know a lot of skeptics were like, this could be a cold winter. This could be a winter where, you know, everybody prepare, be prepared to, to see some pretty substantial losses. We've seen the complete fucking opposite
0: yeah it's uh it's fun to be a part of because your entire family tells you hey oh yeah it's all gonna go to zero and then you're like no please just wait i have conviction and then boom there we go we're vibing so i do want to preface as well that some of the stuff we're going to talk about today is on the upper echelon in terms of collecting where a lot of you listening might be priced out of certain assets um and you might be like hey why are we talking about it i think that it's major news you never know what's going to happen in terms of tier two memberships uh where we've seen before obviously in the case of board apes they've already done uh the mutants and they have the dogs um but i mean if you go from collection to collection a lot of them have had other or lower entry points where for example a while is coming note the uh, our ecosystem for pixel vault is mooning the planets that everyone was like, yo, there's way too much of a supply, are moving. If you got one of the Jupiters, I think, it, um, so it just shows that you know, there is notion going around in a way where everyone is hanging off every single one is basically it's a tweet and the, and the creator of it is called like the shepherd or at least the uh, imaginary being of the game and back on December 28th we'll read up until the posts um, from then we'll see what we can kind of like decipher from it so the first one on December 28th says I have heard a whispers on the farm that you are feeling woolish in response the tailor is designing a line of woolen attire she will acquire your precious wool token to produce it the shepherd so i don't know if this is in-game stuff i don't know if this is irl merch but with the fact that this is like the highest gross scene video game ever apparently yeah. beanie was out tweeting that earlier today It's crazy to think about potentially what the merchandise uh, could go for, especially if it's priced in wool. And I know that Cyber Kongs did that before uh, with their banana token and banana since the time that I bought one of their merchandise items has crashed considerably where I think I ended up paying like I think it was like a thousand dollars worth of banana for a sweater. And it's like, that's not worth it at all, but like <laughs> you end up doing it. So we'll, we'll see what kind of happens, uh, here with the wool game or sorry, wolf game. But the next tweet says staking will return to wolf game. When you stake your sheep and wolves, they will pay a visit to lands of high stakes and high rewards guide them. Well, so Sean, I want to talk about this tweet for a second. Cause there's a lot of, um, words in here, right? They have the word land. So, they'll they'll pay a visit to lands of high stakes and high rewards and they have the land capitalized and then it says guide them well with a photo of a farmer basically assisting the different assets to this land of high stakes and high rewards do you think this means anything like i don't know like hey look i lands are going to be good i think and farmers are going to be good but we already know that.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, th-
0: there there is a lot of repetition,
1: but at the same time, it's their job to keep the energy and keep the hype up, right? We've seen, you know, how important that is with so many different projects around the entire NFT space. So we're seeing them announce a lot of things that we might have already known. I will say the big thing, the huge announcement here is that staking is gonna return to the game. And and that's I mean, how does that look? What what is that going to look like? I guess this is a good conversation and good question for you. As soon as this tweet went out, we were live. I was hanging out with you on your Vaughn talk last week, and, and we were talking about it, and everybody in the chat was mentioning this announcement. Watching what happened to the entire Wolf Game ecosystem was unbelievable. We saw wolves flying off the shelves. We saw sheep flying off the shelves. We saw land. We saw wool. We saw every asset, even farmers, and everything mooned. All the floor from everything went up. And and I think it's two parts. One, staking is huge for the game. And the fact that it's coming back is gigantic. And two, just knowing that this team and having just a thought that, oh, shit, all those early notions, all those early ideas that this game was going to be different, that this game was going to really stand the test of time, I think it's proving to be true. All those skeptics, and you know who I'm talking about, Vaughn. There was a lot of people early on, it didn't feel like Mechaverse, like not to that extent, not to that layer, but there were a lot of haters and doubters out there regarding the Wolf game. I don't know if they're finally coming around to the idea, but this game... It's going to be a huge part of NFTs in 2022. It's
0: the DeFi combination with NFTs. It's it's going to be the powerhouse that everyone's looking for within the play to earn movement. And I, I wonder how this kind of shapes it because it does feel like it kind of defined yeah. a brand, if you will, similar to like NBA Top Shot, where, I mean, you don't really think yep. of it, but like it, it defined a, you know, collectible really uh, within the blockchain. Yeah, okay yeah. so next tweet uh since wolves first appeared one million years ago they have followed a hierarchy alpha beta delta omega wolf game respects the same chain of command uh and then they have like a tweet following that saying the game respects two hierarchies the alpha based hierarchy of wolves and the generation based hierarchy of sheep and wolves and i've stated before the gen zero will never be matched in power yeah. generations Love are that. always more powerful uh than subsequent ones and we know breeding's coming And I know that within uh, Beanie's secret Good Morning Capital uh, Discord, even though it's not really secret and you can join it, uh, (laughs) uh, they, they talked about how there's a potential, and again, not financial advice, not confirmed or whatever, and totally speculative um, the Gen Zero will never die, while well, the other generations will have uh, a lifespan, but ultimately the uh, Alpha score is what's going to be better or worse uh, when you're thinking of the wolves, of, you know, how much sheep they're going to be able to uh, cure, et cetera. Et cetera. And also we know that there is the wool token. So before, when I talked about like certain assets being completely priced out, a lot of these games are going to have tokens. And that's something that for a number of you guys, uh, you'll be able to like kind of like take advantage of. Um, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but Sean Wolf game, we, we still Woolish.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to say the least, man, I'm, I'm looking to get even more Woolish on the game. Honestly, this is, um, I, I feel like it's, Maybe not the best time to buy, just because the hype cycle is here. But as the game plays out in real time, we know it's coming. We we know it's coming really soon. I, I think that it's it's only going to increase, and you're going to see a lot of the people that you had mentioned after after mentioned here, and in the fact that they're priced out, they're going to continue to be more and more priced out here for the Wolf game. At the time of recording, uh, we see the Wolf pouches at a point four six floor. We see sheep at a 0.85 floor, and we see Gen Zero wolves at almost a 12 Ethereum floor. I think really the main takeaway for me is this. Shout out to our associate producer, Josh, who actually was the one that put me on this game the very first time. He calls me. He's like, yo, Sean, check out this game. There's some sheep and there's some wolves, and you can play a game on the blockchain. I'm like, fuck it. I'm in. Let's go. I jumped in, and I bought a sheep, then wound up buying a wolf the next day. The conversation that I had with him is the one that I want to have with you here on the air because I asked him, I said, Gen 0 versus Gen 1, what's the difference, right? Explain to me what the difference is. And he kind of broke it down and said something along the lines of Gen 0, you're never going to have to worry about, specifically with sheep. You're not going to have to worry about them getting stolen. You're going to be protected, and they're always going to be more powerful over the test of time. I think, again, not financial advice. But anybody getting into the game right now, Vaughn, it wouldn't make much sense. Ah, I can't say that because that kind of speaks against the entire ecosystem of the game. It makes a lot more sense, in my estimation, to be a part of Gen Zero in whatever capacity you can, right? And again, that, that kind of goes to the land and the farmers and everything else, too. I know technically they're not labeled as Gen Zero, but you're getting in early on a lot of different aspects of the game in some capacity i personally wouldn't advise buying a gen one sheep or a gen one wolf whatever the case may be i i would if you can swing it i know it's a big price difference i would find a way to get your hands on something gen zero
0: yeah and and apparently they're they're coming out with an uh intermittent game uh or something that's a smaller sample size of it because I got, I don't really know like the backstory. Um, but with that being said, apparently the generations are not going to have an effect in them for that interim game. So. For short term, it doesn't matter, but there's a lot of people if you hang out in their Discord that are like, oh, when the game launches, I'm going to end up upgrading to a Gen Zero because nobody's going to be able to realize that. So uh, if you are thinking about getting into the game, uh, just in kind of a little bit of an FYI on that front. All right, BAYC, the Board 8 Yacht Club. Holy smokes everything's on Shame. fire everyone is getting the merchandise from new york if you happen to stand on those lines mm-hmm. you're finally reaping the rewards and i and i checked on stock x if you guys are trying to pick up different nft merch it seems that stock x has a decent sample size of them but some of these hoodies even for like mutants are like 500 to a thousand bucks and i was like holy shit I had no idea. And I mean, like retail for a lot of this stuff was 70 bucks, but those are doing really good. So before we get into kind of like just general talk about BAYC, there, w- there was a big Twitter space uh, that happened with some different people. Uh, and Yuga Labs decided to uh, put out a tweet kind of addressing the situation, um, but more so just giving like a broad outlook on what they're wanting to do. And it was Interesting because, again, we don't really hear a whole lot from uh, the founders on that front. So uh, from the Yuga Labs official Twitter account, a little bit about us to start off the new year and what's coming. What's the inspiration behind the name Yuga Labs? We're nerds. And Yuga is the name of a villain in Zelda whose ability is that he can turn himself and others into 2D art. Made sense for an NFT company. Two, what was the inspiration behind the BAYC? There's a long history of people affectionately referring to themselves as apes in crypto, which is why some of the rarest and most valuable NFTs in the CryptoPunk collection are the apes. We like the idea of creating a whole collection around apes who became so wealthy because of crypto's rise that they became extremely bored. What is a bored ape to do? Perhaps retreat to a secretive club in the swamp. Three, what was the inspiration behind the design of the BAYC logo? We never wanted to take ourselves too seriously, so the look of the club is ramshackle and divey. Uh, D-V-E, uh, divey, I, whatever. Everything about the B-A-Y-C was meant to convey a spirit of irreverence and absurdity. It's a yacht club that's actually falling apart and smack dab in the heart of the Everglades. As such, it needed an appropriately grimy, intriguing logo. We went with an ape skull to help convey just how bored these apes are. They're bored to death. Did you ever imagine that BAYC would be as big as it is today? Honestly, no. And while we put our hearts and souls into this community, we can't take credit for its success. Before BAYC's launch, many collections used predatory pricing structures, bonding curve pricing and brackets, and other elements that were inherently uh, dissinuating. By putting every NFT holder on equal footing with each other, and by giving owners full commercial usage rights over their NFT, we set the stage for the community to be able to flourish beyond our wildest imagination. Number five, how did the founders meet? We're all real-life friends with diverse backgrounds, Jewish, Cuban, Turkish, Pakistani. We started work on what would become the BAYC in February of 2021 and worked with a team of artists on the apes, the look of the club, logos, etc. To date, we have 11 full-time employees and many contractors who work on every aspect of the BAYC, from video games to merch, digital and physical experiences, scavenger hunts, etc. Number six, where do you see the future of the club? We see ourselves as a temporary stewards of IP that is in the process of becoming more and more decentralized. Our ambition is for this to be a community owned brand with tentacles in world class gaming, events, and streetwear. We think there's still work to be done to ensure that what we hand over to the community is in as strong a position as it can be. Number seven, why did you get into NFTs? We're gamers at heart. We grew up obsessed with MMORPGs, teaming up with strangers to get rare items hidden away in dungeons. The metaverse is very real to anyone who lost years of their life and made lifelong friends in World of Warcraft, Evercrest, Star Wars, Galaxies, RuneScape, etc. NFTs usher in a new era of composability and ownerships that we think has the ability to fundamentally improve gaming experiences. We have some ideas about how to make that happen. I don't know. That's super bullish. I'm just like, okay, dude, when they're, when they're talking about the decentralization, give it over to the community. I don't want it, bro. Just take it. Just do what you're still doing. Like, I don't want it. I don't know. But any thoughts on what they said throughout that article or sorry, I guess Twitter mm. thread
1: so much, so much. First of all, I mean, huge, huge props to the entire team of of being able to do what they've done uh with the entire ecosystem i I said it i think on last week's episode and said that they are they're the standard they're what everybody looks at in the entire space as an example of how to do things they've been that standard every single step along the way every decision every way that they could evolve every way that they could build a sub tier that's strong uh, we've seen it obviously with the dogs, and we've obviously seen it with the mutants. We've we've also seen them be successful, highly successful in the merchandise and and everything that they've done there. There has not really been a misstep through Borde to this point. I don't think again, like giving giving this and and giving it back to the community, whatever the case may be. I'm with you. Why? Right? Like they're they've been so top-notch and so top-tier in, in everything that they've done to this point uh frankly i i don't see why you would change anything
0: i i agree and now we got people talking about oh my god ape tokens coming it sounds i mean like again i'm not trying to base off of people's tweets but there's a whole bunch of people that are suddenly saying oh yeah like ape tokens coming like this weekend type deal and it's like ah. Uh, I mean, like I know we we're talking about like Q1 2022, but like holy sheesh, I didn't yeah. think it was you know going to be that early. And seeing exactly what they do, because we know the partnership with Animoca Brands. What exactly is Ape Token? Like, is it going to be excessively deflationary? Is it going to be something that you have to stake your NFT? Is it going to be something where you just hold it like a Genesis Cyber Kong? And it occurs, we really don't know anything about it. Um, but I I think one thing's for sure, especially with Eminem now buying a frigging board ape. Uh, is that i i think it's the king's castle like everyone keeps talking about how like whenever you know uh larva labs comes out with something that they're going to end up like you know ruling again i'm like i don't know like they could do something but then whatever it is is it going to be better than what board apes have kind of set out to do and set in motion potentially we have no idea what's going on behind the scenes but at least right now board apes are king I think they
1: always will be, and I guess that's the conversation. It's a good conversation to have. Could there be projects that come along and do things better? Sure, of course, right? But are those projects that come along and do things better ever going to be able to say that they were first to market? No, they weren't. And because... Board Apes have this affinity within the community, and I know you can speak that speak to this. The community of the board Apia club is unlike any other in the entire NFT space. Everybody has this close relationship. Everybody is 100 percent super, super high conviction uh, on the project itself, and frankly it's it's something that every other project emulates and wants to be like. Now again, are there going to be projects that look better? Probably. I mean, for sure. Are there going to be projects that maybe have a better game? Sure. Are there projects that are going to have a better token? Sure. Are there projects that are going to have better merchandise? Yes. The answer is yes to all of the above. There is no doubt in my mind that there will be a project that is better at literally everything that the Board API Club has done. The problem, it's a big one. None of them are going to be the Board API Club.
0: Uh, And, you know, who's going to try to be the Board 8 Yacht Club? Mr. Gary B with the V friends. And, And, you know, we started off the show talking about second tier memberships. It sounds like the second tier is coming. They recently put out 25, in quotes, percent of the speakers for their V conference. And I mean, you know, like with Bored Apes, it was super cool that we were able to experience like the Yacht Club and everything. And, you know, making me think of like IRL events when Gary V was one of the first people, I think, to say, hey, like we're doing a conference. And then seeing different names like, hey, there's going to be banks there. There's going to be people. Uh, Danny Cole, the creator of Creature World, uh, Jim McNeils, if you happen to know uh, Jimmy.eth. The list kind of like goes on and on about some of these really big names, including uh, Logan Paul, Kevin Rose, uh, who himself has a podcast about NFTs. But now everyone's scrambling and like, holy shit, there's V friends, you know, two coming out. We have this book game going with Immutable X, which we've highlighted a whole bunch here on the podcast uh, and in the newsletter. If you guys have signed up for it, Um, it it seems that everything that Gary V is said that he's going to do is slowly coming together. How big do you think V friends two ends up being? And do you think that there has been enough? for vFriends to have this second drop at this point? And I know that you don't have one, but I'm just curious, from someone on the outside, do you know really what vFriends holders have gotten?
1: Yeah, no, I don't. And and, and I'll say this, this is my, my perception, and, and we'll see, I mean, maybe it's reality, maybe it's not. How I'm looking at the two different projects side by side, just through Board API Club and the whole ecosystem, and vFriends, when I think of Board API Club, I think community. That's what I think. When I think about V friends, I think about Gary V. And I think that's what most people, if you're just being honest with yourself, likely think about. Now, again, I'm not I'm not undermining the community whatsoever. I'm sure the community is amazing. There, there's no doubt in my estimation that, that that's the case. I know that Gary V is super, super smart, and I'm sure he's built an amazing community around him. But I'm telling you as an outsider, you ask me as an outsider, looking in, somebody who does not have an invested interest in V Friends, looking at their project, I think about Gary. Looking at Board API Club, I think about the whole the whole ecosystem and the whole community.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's totally fair. I think that it's it's something that over time it could change. And I think it's the identity crisis to an extent. Like i mean yeah. when yeah. we first I talked about v friends you were like oh this these drawings are shit <laughs> i don't want to use them like it, it's the truth though for like a lot of people like again it does have yeah. you know that immediate recognizability which i think is good right like you want to have yeah. like a brand that has that but for a lot of people they're like ah eh, you know do i want to pick something that i think looks kind of fire or one of these drawings it's like eh. and i mean we'll, we'll see something that could shift in time but there was a comment he made about like if he's going to change his profile photo that it's going to be for uh V friends too which i mean potentially could mean that he's dropping some kind of like a profile picture with it which i think would be super interesting and i hate the argument that some people say oh like you know the digital identity and that kind of stuff it's going to have like absolutely no value it's like You care about what's your Facebook profile photo. You care about what's your Twitter. You care about like everything that you posted. Like this stuff matters. Obviously, everyone's going to have like different preferences of it. But I think that identity component, if you belong to something, a lot of people want to show it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was hysterical. Actually, you posted the other day uh, a picture of of every single type of variation that you have uh, with biz in, in the board API club. Uh, community and said, you know, something along the lines of just, just curious, how much is this th- or how much do you think that this would be worth? And I was reading through some of the sub comments, and one of them, I uh, forget who it is, so like you can, you can jump <laughs> in and, and say it uh, if you remember. But one of them said, uh, Keck W. I already right clicked and saved and they're oh. my profile picture ah, now. Yo, uh, and I was bro, I was in tears <laughs> when I saw that. It was so funny because it's like people have been saying that for the whole year yet like again, you don't own the rights to to that picture. You just you you uh, own the, the image on your computer. Anyways, long story short, your question is about profile pics and I in, in tying it in with Gary V, if they do in V Friends 2, if if they roll out a second version that is more geared towards profile pictures or more geared towards something that is a little bit more aesthetically pleasing, um I, I could understand it and I, I could actually get behind it. I will say, Von, you know, all the work that, that Risk has put into the fire monkeys behind the scenes. We could have really expedited things if we just had Kiara, my four-year-old, to draw our NFTs. We really like things could have moved a lot faster, bro. I'm just saying.
0: No, true, true, true. And like I mean, the the aspect that there is people that, that are saying stuff is hand drawn. Always remember for anyone that says that, look in the overall collection. Because generally speaking, no shit, everything's hand drawn. It's like it's like those food commercials that say, hey, we don't use antibiotics in our animal. Holy shit. No kidding. (laughs) Nobody friggin does that like (laughs) it's the exact same thing. So I think it's just funny, like certain sales tactics per se uh, that end up getting talked about. So uh, speaking of sales tactics, one thing that I wanted to go over with, um, and if you follow me on Twitter, I actually tagged Sean in this a little while ago is about scams. Uh, and there was a really good article here uh, by PP Man, which you know sounds very professional and somebody you'd want to take your security advice from. Uh, but it actually is a pretty well thought out uh, article, um, and they've had some people uh, that are contributing to it. A nice second reading, but we're gonna go through this and kind of go over some things because I know that everybody's looking at things from a different lens and you might be caught off guard. Uh, and one example before we get going in this one, Sean, I seen this person who commented a link below a board ape who actually had one. And it was a link to a Matic one where it was for sale for 0.04 ETH, which obviously, for anyone that knows, that's, you know, the wrong price. And it was like a Matic link as well, yada, yada. Um, But the person who was like a legitimate ape retweeted it because they were like, oh, hey, this is cool, right? But then that gives validity to the person that's sending that. So I commented and said, hey, like, this is a fake collection. I've caught two people I know in real life who have DM'd me and said, hey, I think I'm going to buy this as my first NFT. Do you know what it is? Both times, two totally different people. Take a guess. What do you think it is?
1: First time that the two different people got scammed by an NFT company. Uh... No, sorry.
0: Like I had two friends, IRL, that messaged me and said, Mm -hmm. hey, I'm about to buy this NFT because I like it.
1: And it's a scam.
0: Oh, okay. What what collection do you think this NFT was of?
1: I hear you smiling. I hear I hear I, it
0: was so cringe when they sent it to me. I was like, oh dear heavens.
1: There's I mean, but there's no way like I guess it has to be a reasonable price point, right? Like they couldn't.
0: Yeah, the guy was about to buy a hundred thousand of this derivative board ape that was for sale for three dollars. It was this Matic NFT, and guys, if you've ever uh, are looking on OpenSea and you see something that's like kind of like a bit higher of a price when you hit buy, just make sure, because sometimes it's like an extra, you know, somebody's selling like a pack of two of them, but it's not in a bundle, it's just like the floor price, so sometimes you have to buy up. But this guy sends me this link and he's like, bro, I'm about to buy this, I'm like, that. You're literally about to get a <laughs> hundred thousand of this Matic NFT for three dollars. I'm like, it looks okay, but do you realize like this is fake? And you're just looking at it because it's three dollars. Like, like put two and two together here. So there's a lot of weird things out there. Just you know, be extra cautious. But anyway, so under the oh
1: wait, let's reverse a little bit. He was going to buy a hundred thousand three dollar purchases, or he was going to buy a three dollar fake NFT.
0: A three dollar fake NFT that okay, would have gotten okay, them a hundred thousand of that NFT. Okay. Okay. Okay.
1: I was going to say, man, your friend's loaded if he's buying a <laughs> three million of these things or 300,000 of these things. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, listen, there's probably worse things that I've spent three dollars on in my life probably true true uh, facts you know three bucks it's it's worth taking a i guess a shot in the dark even though i'd rather stick my pinky and a pencil sharpener yeah. uh anyways oh, okay. so let's, let's move okay. on Gosh. and talk about the next
0: one yeah so for this article uh by pp man so <laughs> for trading scams there's fake trading links so replicating a website is relatively easy and scammers have taken advantage of this the scam is popular when dealing with uh, peer-to-peer platforms such as nft trader or pseudo swap after agreeing on a trade in DMs, the scammer sends a fake link. Usually it involves a misspelling of the correct website or an incorrect domain. When the victim clicks the link, it takes them to a fake website. It looks like it's, it looks and feels like it's the real one. And the website prompts the user to sign a malicious transaction in which the NFT is transferred to the scammer. So this one I don't really get. Like I know in early days, you know, for NBA Top Shot, you had to do secondary market deals and, you know, not shady or anything but like over dms and now you know we're getting to a point where for people are looking at you know the five or ten percent secondary fee for board apes being like that's a hell of a lot of money i'm gonna try to take a deal off market and we're seeing constantly people uh getting ripped off scammed whatever and it's like if you have like a you know three hundred thousand dollar asset why why are you not just using the official site
1: yeah, I mean that's that's the question, right? I full disclosure, I've never made any trades with anyone in the NFT space and maybe that makes me a fish. I uh, could. I mean outside so I have with NBA top shots. Funny you said that. I've made a lot of trades with NBA top shot moments, but I've made no trades No World of Women, doodles, you know, all the NFTs that have come and gone, you know, over the last however long we've been doing this together a, a while. I uh, made no official trades. So I don't know. Maybe you're the person to ask on this. Have you traded any assets with anyone in the NFT space?
0: I think maybe NBA Top Shot. That's a good question, though, because I don't, I don't think yeah. so. Other than that, like I've only ever done. Do like, you get trade listings. offers?
1: Like I know, I know people have hit you up offering you trades for stuff, right?
0: uh not like I mean, back in Top Shot days, a hundred percent. But like. For lately, it's like only if something's like price low and it's like a very like big ticket item type deal, which I mean, I don't really have like a whole lot of that I'm selling. So it honestly hasn't happened in a little bit. I so I, I wonder.
1: There yeah, was that one I guy wonder- that offered the the cool cat set. Remember that for the uh, for the for the atom bomb that I got, which. Oh, man, right, right, back right. What a what a fish I was for not taking him up on that trade um but yeah i i think i think that this is uh it's a good conversation to have because why not why not keep it above board why not do things that are 100 in in the public lens instead of trading with somebody that potentially could really screw you over uh with an extremely valuable asset so it just it doesn't make any sense even if not your your analogy was three hundred thousand like even if it's a $50,000 NFT or a $10,000 a $5,000 NFT trust trade with people that you know like right, like trade with people that you've had an established relationship before. Just some random DM asking for your your NFT.
0: Yeah, smart, smart. Listen to Sean in this situation. Not not always in different NFT <laughs> trades, but in the security <laughs> one is bang on. So the next one they have listed here <laughs> is fake support, and I think this one catches more people than anyone realizes. So yeah,
1: I get a lot of this. I get a lot of this.
0: This scam typically starts with scammers claiming they have issues completing the trade you agreed on. After a while, the scammers suggest bringing support, such as an NFT trader team impersonator or someone impersonating a mod. The scammers may even do a voice chat with the victim to gain their trust. Once they have the victim's trust, they will either persuade the victim to send their NFT to a fake escrow account to provide a fake link to sign a transaction, signing their NFT away to a scammer. So, what I, when I'm thinking fake support, I honestly don't even think of it from the perspective of we're trying to do a trade and then it falls through. I'm thinking it of I've gone into chats before and said, hey, I've had issues, and this is, I know, predominant within the Zed Run chat, and then you get a DM from somebody saying, hey, I'm support, and if you've never talked to that person before, you have no idea, but it's a totally fake account, and then a lot of people get totally gypped on it. Um, It's an easy
1: workaround, though, right? Like I I get this all the time, too, because if you talk in any NFT Discord, you're going to get messages from random scammers. Like I, I assume they're scammers because I don't even respond to them anymore. Um, which here um, I'm apparently a complete fish on this. I still don't know how to turn my DMs off in certain servers, uh, which is why I get I don't even know how many messages I get every single day on Discord. It's it's obnoxious to be honest uh, from fake accounts. Anyways, you join a Discord, you mention something in the chat, and you get a ton of people that reach out to you saying that Hey, I'm with I don't know. I'll I'll use an example because I remember with Mecca there were so many fake Mecca mods that were continuously reaching out to me. Hey, I'm with Mecca. Congratulations on your super rare one. I'd love to get you verified to get verified, send it to this link. And I'm like, huh? Why would I send you my top 100 rare Mecca? Like it just doesn't make any sense. Um, And there's, there's a lot of people out there that claim to be who they're not. The biggest suggestion, it's an easy, easy solution here just verify who they are from the actual mods in the server, right? Like reach out to people that are, you can see the the responsibilities you can see who's who in whatever server you're in, just look on the right hand side of the server and it'll pop up and show you who's a mod, who's an owner, who's, who's higher up in the actual server itself. If they have that title, you probably have a little bit more trust in that individual. And, at bare minimum, reach out to somebody on their team and just verify the person who you're talking to is who they say they are.
0: Yeah, and I mean, like, ultimately, you could just not trade, too. That's, you know... Kind of
1: <laughs> That's what we've <laughs> done, apparently. I've <laughs> never, never
0: done anything else. <laughs> so, I uh, moving on to kind of the next section, because I think, I think the other two that are following that are basically ones we just touched on. Um, but yeah. these ones are actually pretty good. So, the token airdrop scam. Most of us have received ERC-20 or ERC-721 tokens as airdrops many of these airdrops are phishing attempts the victim typically receives the nft and starts investigating what it is the scammers include subtle info such as a website or a discord link where the victim joins and is prompted to transact this transaction involves a phishing attempt by having a fake metamask interface or producing a malicious transaction um tip do not interact with the airdrop tokens or nfts so yeah this is the one thing that sucks is that i really like Polygon. I think it's super useful. We've obviously done a bunch of poster drops within this, and what we have upcoming is going to include uh, those Polygon posters. But with that being said... Because the transaction fees are so low, people are able just to absolutely fly out these NFTs uh to different wallets. And again, for some bigger accounts, they'll post frequently on Twitter saying, hey, like I'm not minting any of this stuff. People are just sending it to me, um, acting like i minted, and then it's a way people check it out, they click on it, and then, you know, that's how it happens. And I think for that sort of thing would happen to newer users more so. Um but it's still something that you know. If you if you get airdrop something, just make sure. And I mean, shout out to the shot to the moon community because every time we do an airdrop, that's like downright specifically shot to the moon branded to like a T. You're like, is this a scam? I no. I, I appreciate you guys asking, but no. <laughs> this yeah. this is our real right. thing.
1: For sure. And just ask, ask. That's that's the easiest solution to so many of these scams. It's unfortunate, again, that, that we have to do this, but we are in a very new area. Like, this is, it's new for so many people. So many people are getting into the NFT space every single day. Like, your buddy, he wants to buy a $100,000 NFT for three bucks. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm rooting for him. I am rooting really, really hard for him on the sidelines that it all works out. But I think it just goes to show you how inexperienced the entire NFT space is, right? So just be knowledgeable, ask questions. If you think that this airdrop could wind up being a fraud, just ask. Just ask. Get in the company Discord. Get in the in the actual NFT Discord and ask questions. I can assure you whatever NFT you're jumping into, they're going to be more than happy to let you know if it's a scam or not.
0: Uh, yep, 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 yep. And so... The next one is they talk about kind of like just imposter Discord servers or fake verification process. And again, this is all just coming from different DMs you'll get of people saying like, hey, here is like the latest mint. Or have you, you know, gotten on this? And usually they'll catch your attention by saying there's some big collection and getting somebody that doesn't know better uh, to click on it. Or sometimes it's not even that. But like think to yourself, why in the world would somebody on Discord DM you uh, where, you know, at a point I think that it was, you know not i mean necessarily quote unquote acceptable but at a point it was a way for different teams to market but then it turned into you know a lucrative area for people to scam and that's why a lot of the times if you go into different servers you you know can go to the top click the uh, privacy settings and just turn off the uh, loud direct dms from server members and then you can avoid that stuff or just show up not online at all and then you know you can deal with that as well um
1: This is a crazy one. Google Ads, bro. Scammers, okay, listen. Listen to this. This is wild. Scammers have taken advantage of Google Ads and created fake OpenSea websites. Victims have tried to access OpenSea by using Google search engine optimization and clicking on the first website that pops up. Unfortunately, the phony website prompts users to enter their seed in a fake MetaMask pop-up. Can you imagine going on Google getting into what you think is OpenSea and typing in your seed phrase, and then all of a sudden, all your shit's gone. That's scary. That's actually wild.
0: And I don't know how, like, I'm assuming Google will have gotten reports of it and then taken it off, but of I don't know if there's, like, a vetting process for that stuff ahead of time so it is kind of freaky where you know there there is legitimate ads out there for some of these bigger sites yeah. but also a reminder like hey click on the first one that's not that um because <laughs> yeah because yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah the uh yeah the final one here hijack discords sean how many of these have you seen lately because i'm curious if you've noticed but there there has been a red bro so
1: many okay So earlier, I said that I've gotten a lot of messages from mods. This is this is the thing that I get the most. You want to read through it?
0: Okay. so as discussed in the social media scam section, Discord admins may have their login info compromised and hackers may take over a Discord server. Always be wary of announcements posted by bots in Discord. These scammers have taken over Discord servers and announced fake mints in the past. Victims either mint fake NFTs or sign a transaction, transferring ETH to the hackers, thinking it's a real minting opportunity. Tip, stay informed about relevant events in your community and do not trust bots posting announcements. So this is easy for people to take advantage of because everyone's like, oh, I want this, you know, second... uh, NFT drop. I want this, whatever. And then it's like, hey, okay, at 4 a.m., let's put out an announcement at everyone. Hey, if you're up, staying up because NFTs are 24 7. Hit that mint button. We got a new one coming for you. It's like, to an extent, it's kind of believable, but it's also like when Jenkins and Valet had that happen not too long ago, it was like, what the fuck? Why is Jenkins and Valet minting at 4 a.m.? Like, that makes no sense. Rope drop, baby.
1: <laughs> Let's go. Four a.m. Jenkins, the Ballet Drop. Uh, yeah. It, I mean, unfortunately, it is. It's. I mean, people are going to take advantage, right? Like, we can sit here and be like, just don't be stupid. But, but, like, the reality is, you know, and and hopefully none of of you guys are. Just from listening to this show, you're extremely educated. You're you're part of the top one percent. Uh, that are in the nft space whether that's with your your total ev with your assets or whether that's just with your acumen and your knowledge in the space just be smart right like man that's a crazy concept just take a step back and if it feels wrong, if it's a random message that you're getting from a buddy saying, hey, you need to go mint this. If it's somebody that says that they're a mod, if it's a Google site that's asking for your seed phrase that you have no idea why it prompted you for your seed phrase, just use logic. It's it's crazy to conceptualize and to think about. And it's super unfortunate. But listen, scam artists, they know how much money is in this space. You've seen the fake OpenSea collections. We know that this is a real thing where you you have imitators. You have people in the world that are trying to to make a couple of bucks off of ignorance. And, and this isn't just in the NFT space, by the way. This is in all walks of life. Uh, it's just right now they're preying on a lot of uninformed people in the entire community and and in the NFT space. So just just don't be one of those uninformed people you're listening to the shot to the moon podcast you're you're sharp
0: so the other thing you brought up there is people like pretending to be other people and like we we think mods yeah. but to be honest yeah. there there's not been too many people that have taken quote unquote like influencers within the space as of lately like that was a problem to a point but now everybody's just acting as mods which arguably is smarter but if you get a dm from somebody that you happen to know in the space is from following them on twitter or whatever again do your due diligence try to make sure that they message you on multiple platforms and again never trade with them outright or click on a link obviously you know be incredibly cautious because you never know if somebody potentially has a, a double hack if you will of all of their social media so that kind of wraps it up for this article. Um, huge shout out for creating that article, uh, PP Man. And if you're wanting to follow them on Twitter, it's yeah. at underscore PPMan underscore. Uh, and yeah. again, a huge shout out for that. That was good. Article. That was really good.
1: Fantastic article. We can, we'll quote tweet it uh, the day that this goes live, which is which is obviously Wednesday this week. We can quote tweet it so that you guys... Uh, that are following the Shot to the Moon Twitter handle, uh, we'll have a direct link to this article. Because I do think, you know, I know we talked about it a lot and went over it together here with with everyone on the air, but I do think it's worth giving another glance to because there are topics that, that he brought up that we weren't able to get to.
0: Yeah, 100%. And so uh, to kind of end the show here, I want to talk about a few things. One is just uh, upcoming drops that we've seen him put in the newsletter. And then just talking about small brains, which if you've not uh, seen this collection, I just want to bring it up because a lot of people are talking about it and it's a layer two. So if you're familiar with immutable X, we've talked about polygon, yada, 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 uh, small brains was actually on arbitrum, which is another one that's kind of up and coming. So if you've seen them, small brains, they were a free mint. Uh, they have upcoming mints of cars, backpack, pets, and bodies. And the specific delivery of the way these drops are happening for this, you know, NFT collection makes it, I don't know if rationalizing or emphasizing the nft collectible aspect but if you think of a collection okay it's going to drop you know cards backpack pets and bodies which is kind of similar to what we do with shot to the moon but i'd argue for this one it's you know suddenly a huge thing because it's one of the you know first really big projects uh within arbitrum for nfts it's like hey like people do give a shit about collecting things and so once we have that mindset, instead of like NFTs are like here to make money, it's like, Hey, these are like cool collectibles. And never really know what's going to happen with them. That's when the game, I think really changes. And it's kind of exciting to see. So ultimately they ended up partnering uh, with treasure metaverse and treasure metaverse is something that is partnered with several different NFT projects from small brains to getting bodied life, imperium and Olympus odyssey. And these are all uh, projects that when they stake, you get this magic token and it's a way for the treasure project to store lore and other metaverses, which I guess is what we could start calling different projects. You know what I mean? Because you have like the Cool Cats metaverse, you have the Meta Hero yeah. metaverse, you have the V Friends metaverse, I, I mean, we're we're in a section right now, and I guess like we'll say it, maybe you'll start thinking about this when you look at NFTs, is that every collection is just going to have here's the metaverse, here's what they're creating, kind of yeah. all encompassing it, with it which I think is super cool. But the fact that they're doing this from the standpoint of this treasure metaverse where they're having their token being staked by other projects is super intriguing and and from those stakes I, I think you're able to buy or get like these NFTs and they have like 80% of the liquidity or like of the token supply uh locked up for x amount of years or whatever like there's a lot more to it but i just think from the aspect of hey we have a token let's have it being you know I collected for different NFT projects and being able to connect with them right off the bat is kind of spicy. Yeah.
1: It's a banger. So explain this to me. Like I'm eight years old. Explain this to me. Like I'm eight years old. Other projects can stake small brains. So and what does that mean?
0: So, so I, I th- this is what I mean. Like, it makes no friggin' sense because I was looking at this and I was like, "That's sh- why I'm trying to like." <laughs> I, I want for
1: the listeners to peel the layers back so that we can really understand what the fuck is happening.
0: Yeah. So there's a lot of people on Twitter that I seen started talking about this, and shout out to Otto Suin who's one of the people uh, that mm-hmm. have that. And I was like, okay, like let's let's do a little bit of a write up for the show. And so I click on the Twitter link and I'm like, all right. So there's a website, I go check out the website, I'm like, there's no damn info on here, and then I'm checking in the Discord, I'm scrolling, 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 trying to figure stuff out, and I'm like, I find this, like, Treasure Metaverse thing, and I'm like, okay, so their token for this is something that's called Magic. And then I found out by, you know, reading through the Treasure Metaverse website, that they have projects that are staking for their token which is the five that i talked about from small brains getting bodied life imperium and olympus odyssey so i'm like okay so for small brains you're gonna get these other nfts of that collection plus you're gonna get this token for something else okay i i mean Mm -hmm. that makes sense because then you have dedicated teams one you know for You know, developing the token side of things where you have the other one on the NFT where you're just building out that collectible series of NFTs because that's all it is. Like, I can't find anything else on the site except for the fact that you get this tokens, which is a part of, I think, this, you know. Big DAO, or you get the opportunity to buy an NFT. So I'm confused as shit, to be totally honest with you. Right in the dumpster out there ahead in the snowbank. I'm Canadian, hell yeah, Putin, all that shit. But like, <laughs> 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 something's going on in the treasure metaverse. And apparently it's big because the magic token's been mooning.
1: Bro, it's crazy. Okay. So uh, just looking at some some specifics here for a second the floor price for one of these small brains the floor price is 3.3 ethereum am i reading that right
0: wait is it well it's on arbitrum so i don't like i I saw something where the marketplace was only priced in the magic token so if you wanted to buy it uh,
1: it is but you can click so if you go to the marketplace you can look at what the magic token is and right now the magic token is 3.23 uh, and you can see what that means with magic, which is, it's essentially the same thing. If, if I'm reading it right, uh, it says that the the actual, yeah, let's, let's click us Oh, holy
0: shit. It. You're right. Wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the floor for these small brains is 3.3 Ethereum right now, uh, which again, I mean, I'm looking at the activity through the marketplace on the website that you shared out with me. There's been three sales in the last. 10 minutes. There's been five sales in the last 12 minutes and there's been, I don't know, 10 sales in the last hour. There's definitely movement around the small brain. So there's, I mean, listen, some sharp money has to be coming in because this is not a small purchase. I I'm intrigued. I'll be honest with you. The the days are long gone Vaughn, where when I look at a project, I'm just going to have my initial reaction say, man, this looks stupid and just move on to the next project. If people that are smarter than me in the space are saying, hey, this is like auto, saying, hey, this is something that we should pay attention to, I want to figure out why. Why do I need to pay attention to it? Is it the staking mechanism? Is it this new token? Is it the other marketplace outside of OpenSea? What's going on with this NFT that that has a lot of different people in the space intrigued? I'm glad that we highlighted it. I'll, I'll say this, too. Last thing about just voxelated art. Um, this is uh, this is going to always be a thing. And when again, I've said this on shows, I think I said this like 10 shows ago, 12 shows ago. I don't know when I said it, but I said that the the pixelated art um, is gonna be something that people 10 years from now look back on uh, indicating this time and this this early time in the NFT space, I think you're gonna continue to see these pixelated art projects. And NFT projects do well. So could small brains be a part of that? I don't know. I mean, I'd I'd honestly have to do a lot more research on my own, but at first glance, I'm definitely intrigued.
0: Well, see, the the additional part with this is that people always look for kind of the first popular NFT on uh, different chains, per se. So we know that, like, you know, uh, the Solana monkey business is something for a Solana, which is really taking off. And at a point, I think that... Uh, solana monkey business and the dgen ape academy were really close and now I, I think it's swinging heavily towards uh solana monkey business and i know in like the terra luna system there's bulls i think there's turtles and something else which it's always animals and nfts <laughs> um but like the ones that were first on that went for a lot and i mean i don't know and again I, like if this is a part of something whether whether it's the first sometimes it doesn't matter as long as it's the one that people are like hey this is kind of like the flagship if you know what i mean um, yep. and small brains could end up being that, uh, for this, uh, arbitrum network, which is kind of exciting to see what happens.
1: Yeah, cool. I, I I'm definitely interested. I, I think that it's, it has some different components to it that I haven't ever seen before. Um, a little bit turned off at the fact that the floor is 3.3, to be honest with you. Uh, I think at like 1.2 or one or 1.5. I'd 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 probably be even thinking about buying into it, but, at 3.3, I don't know. I guess it just depends on your risk tolerance, right?
0: Yeah, no, 100 percent. Totally agree. So uh, last thing that we'll mention here is kind of some of the upcoming drops, which uh, Society of the Hourglass, we've talked with them before. They have their uh, drop happening where they've done the pre-sale and then the public sale. And I, I mean, uh, Josh and Chris are two people that I was able to meet uh, in New York, and they're building out the Coup platform uh, and having this uh, Society of the Hourglass kind of being their flagship project i guess you will um and i do have an interview on my youtube channel so if you're wanting to go and check out what they're doing it's uh the underscore Schiller or the shiller hell i don't even know my own youtube oh my god hold on a second here let's check it out three to one yeah it's just the shiller but it's not the way that you think you know what i mean a lot of people think it's the s-h-i-l-l-e-r it's the s-c-h-i-l-l-e-r and it's an interview that you definitely should check out um and i know that they're working incredibly hard on everything they're doing. And I mean, like in comparison, so Society of the Hourglass is going to be a project that they're focusing on developing uh, kind of like an animated series for, which we've seen happen with Stoner Cats and, uh, you know, in the in the works for Doodles. And we've seen Doodles floor go crazy. Why is it that Doodles has the crazy floor that it does? And then Stoner Cats doesn't. And he can also kind of like throw Deadheads in there where I, I think what uh, Jeremy and tempo we're doing are super super cool, um but it seems that like animated series aren't getting as much love right now.
1: I mean, it makes sense though, right? Like, I, man, this, this this sounds so fucked, but I'm gonna go ahead and say it regardless. Like, if I <laughs> ah man, it depends on on the layers to it. If there's just an animated series, I, I mean, I can turn on Netflix right and watch an animated series, or you know, like. What what do I get? What do I get from having the NFT that I bought be in an animated series? It depends on again the layers to it. If it's on Netflix and I get royalties by being a part of the series, all right, I'm interested. Is it just gonna be something that we do on YouTube or something that you know like that? That was a conversation that I think you had recently. Um, with your Vaughn talk and and it was a good conversation to have. Like I I just don't I don't think that these types of projects get people out of bed, knowing that there's staking mechanisms that are in other projects, knowing that there's a, a metaverse out there that we're all about to explore together, knowing that there's there's so many different layers, gamification. And when you talk animated series, it's like, all right, cool but what does that mean for me?
0: Yeah. I mean, you have a great point and I think that it's definitely going to be hard to compete to an extent, but I also think over time there's a potential shift on what's going to happen. And I think it it could potentially come down to pricing, right? Because a lot of these ones that are games, it's like, Hey, you know, the amount of time that it's going to take for those assets to potentially appreciate versus, you know, you know, X, Y, or Z, and then and then it comes down to is NFTs really all about the money, or is there stuff that you're actually going to like? Right, like I think that we have a huge disconnect right now, where if you don't own an NFT from a certain project, you don't care about it. So, for example, I don't have a Cool Cat. I had one before. I have some Cool Cats merch, and I'm very intrigued on what they're doing. But because I don't own any cool assets There's except for no one interest. of the drops, yeah. it's like, okay, I'm kind of just sitting on the sidelines. And for things that are going to keep coming out and things we've seen in the past, like why would someone that's not in the board ape yacht club and could never afford any of the assets for it, potentially the ape token, depending on what that's priced at, obviously. But why, why would they care about that? Well, you know, maybe it's because they have a friend that's in it. Maybe because they follow somebody on social media that they're like a fan of from YouTube, Twitch or whatever. (laughs) Maybe it's because they are, you know, interested in the game that comes out for it. If they do a series, if they, if there's a board, ape asset creator who's using the IP to develop something, they could end up caring for it. But beyond that, what are the incentives a lot of these projects have? Like, I I don't know. And I think that that's a topic that, you know, we don't necessarily need to go into depth today. But it's something that's the actual fact of, you know, people are talking about the projects they're invested in. And people say, yeah. oh, you're pumping your bags. Why in the shit when we talk about stuff that we don't really have a vested interest in in a space where you no. can have so many different vested interests?
1: Exactly. No, it's what a fantastic talking point. I'll even go one step further. You ready for this? I don't want to hear about the mistakes that I've made and look at them over and over and over on repeat. So like for me sometimes it's painful on these shots of the moon podcast to go back and look at doodles right like that you know like there's there's some mistakes that I've made along the way sometimes it's painful to go look at just board apes in general when when my buddy Vaughn told me way before we even launched the podcast hey Sean just buy 10 of them like 15 maybe 20 if you can swing it and I said ah, why would I do that why would I do that it's painful right? Like, sometimes you you think you put yourself back in a position where you don't really want to go see how crazy good things are for that project. You know, it's not like I'm not rooting against people. I don't want to do that ever. But like, I I want to look at the things that I'm invested in, right? that That's normal. That's natural for anybody in this space. Uh, so I think that it it kind of comes down to you're not going to follow projects that you're not involved in, not because you want them to fail, but maybe there is a little tiny. I mean, if we're all being honest with ourselves on, maybe there is a little tiny bitter taste in people's mouth about missing that boat or or potentially selling too early. Or, you know, that there, there's sometimes where you look back like the MeccaVerse for me and I smile and I'm like, damn, I actually Made a really really sharp play and had one of the two biggest sales since what three months ago when I made that sale and looking at potentially doing the right thing in that situation. So you know I don't know it's it's a weird dynamic of some projects you kind of want to keep up with and make sure you didn't make a huge mistake and some projects you want to just move away from and stop remembering that you did.
0: No, hundred percent, hundred percent. And I you know I, we we're supposed to talk about the drops that are upcoming. But I want to yeah. highlight the newsletter for a minute here. We've talked, and on the on previous podcasts, I've been like, "Hey guys, Gilda Guardians, listen, I know you got to go on Immutable X. I know the game's not out, but listen, yeah. yeah. Gilda Guardians, the three top like legendary pets or whatever have all tripled since we first talked about Gilda Guardians on the site. So if you ended up buying Shee- them for under half an eighth, they're now all over an ETH and one of them at 1.5 ETH. Can we keep going here? Hell friggin' yeah, we can. Thanks for asking, Sean. So we're going over. We're looking at energy hey, Von, token. Can I ask you a yes, question? sir. Have at her.
1: Can I ask you a question? Hey, can we can we keep going? Yeah. Okay. I just, you know, that's that's what I I, I just wanted to know. You said, can we keep going, Sean? Yes, of course. Hey, Vaughn, can we keep going?
0: yeah <laughs> we're vibing we're vibing <laughs> all right let's go let's go let's get to all these like so, i want to hear energy tokens hear, energy playing. tokens we talked about these these were below point zero eight. Not financial advice, do your own research, all that kind of shenanigans, right? But we talked about the energy tokens, and it was something that was like, hey, every player is going to need them. Here's X, Y, and Z, Y. This is going to be an asset that people need. It's not just one, it's one that people are going to need to have extra time within the game. Those energy tokens are now at 0.129 ETH for the floor, and there's only 316 of them listed. So, For the guild tokens, which before I bought a number of them uh, below uh, in ETH, they're now sitting at 1.49 ETH. There was a sale not too long ago for, I think, well over $100,000 for one of the uh, top uh, guilds within Guild of Guardians because there's a number of different guilds within that um but across the board the entire ecosystem except for the token the token is not moving right now which potentially that's like the quote-unquote alpha is for these different games is as the assets are moving and then soon to follow is going to be potentially the token so, so the move is to get on the token potentially that's the we don't know well yeah. see the problem that people are going to say in the counter argument oh yo yo sean yo shill no shot because they've announced that when they hit certain milestones, they're going to do token drops to the community. Now, with that said, if you're trying to pull out the tokens from the Immutable X uh, uh, website marketplace, it does say on the website that it can take upwards of 10 hours to do that. So, not that, you know, it's going to take that long or not that that's going to put a huge hindrance on things, but if the token ends up moving, it's going to be a slower, uh, drip, if you will, of those tokens going to a secondary market where they're actually able to be traded on for, you know, like uni swap and probably sushi swap. Um, but that one's kind of 50, 50 on certain tokens, but If you believe in certain stuff, have conviction because we've seen the entire pixel vault ecosystem completely erupt. We've seen Bayc, We've seen cool cats. We've seen doodles. We've seen all the stuff that we've seen before. And we remember those lower entry points. I remember Wolf Game. Bro, I had like two wolves before. Why in the shit didn't I just keep them? Because I'm a fish. That's why. But if you're like, hey, I like what they're doing. They're creating this different stuff. Have conviction in different things. And I mean, you always have the opportunity to kind of be a part of different projects in a bigger way. You'd be surprised. How often if you said, hey, I want to do like a volunteer mod position or something, people would take you up on that in an instant.
1: Absolutely, man. I, you know, I always say it, though, right? Like I've how many times have you heard me say the the way that I've developed the network that I have over the years? It's simply by just asking, right? Like just asking. And, and sometimes you never know. They'll they'll say yes, uh, I've I've developed some amazing relationships over the last 7 10 years um, and i think that this really came back like maybe here's the humble brag but my days at ESPN where my producer in the field would say "Sean like my EP that would always look over my shoulder and make sure that i was doing things right uh, said Sean whenever you're trying to get a story you don't you don't even think about whether they're going to say no you ask until they say yes" and i think that that's like if you could live by one thing right like eh, there's there's a lot of things that you can live by is like your guiding compass and your your guiding light but if you could have i guess one of the better pieces of advice that i could give from a business front just never be scared to ask that question right never be scared worst thing that happens is they say no
0: yeah 100% 100% and so when uh, we're thinking about saying no Sometimes we say hell friggin' yeah, dude. So something we've thrown in the Shot to the Moon Discord uh, a week or so ago was the uh, PX Quest project. And I was like, hey, this this seems kind of strange because they're partnering with everybody. So we went from small brains in this treasure metaverse, which is staking, encompassing all of them, and you know they have that ecosystem we're now seeing uh px quest now partner in addition to what i've said in the previous newsletter which again sign up for if you haven't yet if you want all the inside juice uh Kaiju king Sneaky Vampire Club, Nanopass, all of them are uh, relatively well known projects. You might not have heard about Nanopass, um, but if you think of like crypto cities or anything that's kind of like a, a land NFT, that's what they've come out with. I haven't really done too much research, so sorry for anyone that really knows that project. It's probably a super crappy explanation. Um, but for vampire syndicate, that's a huge one, and same with Kaiju Kings. Uh, on addition to all of the other ones, like Bear X, um they partnered with. It's like, okay, so these guys are getting the attention of a lot of bigger projects. What then happens when they fully launch? Well, it's going to be basically taking attention from multiple different projects, which I think is super, super spicy. And they are saying that their mint is incoming on January 10th. Now, the confusing part with all of this stuff is there's another collection called PX Mythics, which is a thousand Mythic Genesis uh, collection and then 6,111 Mythic creatures that one is minting on january 5th and it has completely the same style and look and all that kind of stuff so i don't know if for whatever reason they are connected uh but it's just strange that both of them have a px before it so i think they are but it's going to be two different collections and also i don't know whether to be bullish or bearish that you know people are working on multiple different projects but i digress
1: uh, you lost me at the first MX PX Mythics. Uh, okay, the, I think this is gonna be a hard pass. I'll lean I'll lean on you for your expertise here.
0: Well, I mean like the the, the looks and everything look super super cool. Like the like the, the, the pixelated stuff, which I know is your favorite. Again, we have it more is. of that, some of the different animations. They look yeah. sweet. They, they they look really, really sweet. But I mean for the PX quest, reading the roadmap real quick. Time Begins, Genesis Collection Launch, Cronus Utility Token, Legendary Auction, Guild Council Formed, Gen 2 Races Vote, Uh, Birth of a Nemesis, PX Arena Launch, Gen 2 Summoning, Pets Collab, Rise and Fall for the third step of the roadmap, Single Player Dungeons, PX Kingdom uh, Launches, Time Stable Land Auction, Crafting and Enhancing. Like, it's something that I'm realizing. There's going to be so many different opportunities, so many different gaming projects, so many everything, that you're really going to have to kind of pick a lane and stick with it. And just be yeah. happy. Like, <laughs> This, actually looks, this actually looks
1: cool. This looks cool. So I I was I, apparently throwing shade too early because I, I clicked on the PX Mythics Twitter handle. They have 30,000 followers. Um, and more importantly than even the followers is the artwork actually looks pretty fucking sweet, to be honest with you. Uh, it looks really good. I, You know I'm a fan of the pixelated stuff. And this is definitely it, – it's gamification with the pixelated art. And it could wind up being really cool. So you're telling me that the Mint should be happening at the time of listening to this, or at least shortly after. Because, again, uh, their Mint is on January 5th, which is the day that that obviously this is going live.
0: Uh, right. So, yeah, I don't know. Dude. To be honest, I haven't really been paying attention to them except for seeing people say it. like, hey, there's like a whole bunch of whitelists um for it but yeah like so they, i mean this could end up being kind of good again they're being secretive with stuff they uh it seem like they have like a decent marketing team behind it because they have some cool videos on their uh pinned tweet and whatnot but again um i think there's going to be so much out there so something to keep your eye on but the px entire ecosystem could be coming uh to a blockchain near you or your wallet yeah whatever uh so next up we have this game called sprites game and i'm actually gonna get them on stream uh sometime i think this week or next week and their uh twitter bio says sprites versus ghouls battle for fire in the magical forest i can't figure out if they just misspelled spirits or if they meant sprites cuz sprites makes me think of like the drink but also their creatures are like kind of these small things so i think they actually meant sprites but
1: you know i don't know, bro. I, <laughs> I don't know bro I don't know i don't know that that really looks like a typo to me
0: <laughs> so when you when you go to their website and you try to connect to their wallet you can get on their whitelisted raffle and so this is, I think, kind of the same thing that Mechaverse happened where, you know, you get into yeah. a, uh, you know, yeah. r- uh, the raffle to potentially win a whitelist spot. And this is kind of no different than that. And, you ha- and the way to do that is you have to, like, I retweet or make this tweet that they have, like, prearranged for you. Uh, and then you get entered into this raffle. And right now they have, like, 1,035 followers on Twitter. Um, but I think it's something that, you know, just in the spirit of what we've seen with the, uh, PX system, all that's going nuts. I think this is one that potentially people are just finding out about. And I had a friend that I seen, I uh, tweet about it saying like this white paper is legit. The white paper is not out yet, but I'm curious just because I had that friend, uh, kind of recommendation that like, Hey, like this is something to pay attention to. So just going to kind of wait and see. Cause there's really no other info out about it.
1: Yeah. Okay. So clearly they're they're taking the typo and they're running with it because it's it's branded on their website. It's sprites.game, It's branded on the home page of their website. Is it it's a cool name? The, no. I mean, I don't know. Is it a cool name, or like Sprite. are they going to have like copyright infringement with Sprite? Like, is Sprite going to come after them at some point? No I don't sure know. On, no sure. um, I'm, I'm just. Kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um. I don't know. I mean, listen. I'm. I need to move past the name and get to the game. So I'll just say I'll be watching your stream whenever they jump on. And I would advise anybody else do the same that's listening to this because I'm, I don't know. Here, can we, I know that we're wrapping up, but I want to end on, on asking you this. There's going to be a lot of shitty games that come out in 2022, a lot of shitty games. And I'm, I'm saying that in the nicest, most kindest way possible because I know How much time and effort goes into every single project, even even more so into a game where you're gamifying things. But are we going, Here, here's the question, and I feel like this will be maybe a light bulb moment for a lot of our listeners. There was a time where shitty PFP projects, it didn't matter what they were. They sold out. They flew off the shelves. You could put anything up and 10,000 of them would move are we at the point in 2022 to start the year that we were at at the beginning with PFPs, with games? Does it matter what the game is? Are they going to sell out? Or do you think that the whole space is just a lot sharper than they were back then?
0: I, okay, see it, we, it's a two-folded problem because the space is generally I mean like some of the people in the space are a lot smarter than they will, yeah. were but yeah. they also are aware that some of the ones that have like those highest returns are the one that you know just kind of come out of nowhere so there's a lot of people we talked about like Otto who is like a max minter where like he's you know publicly said before like just every single project that came out he max minted cuz again typically the you know saying is that your winners counteract your losers and in certain situations, that's like like think of Doodles, right? Like if you happen to get on the whitelist of Doodles and you minted five Doodles and you held this entire time, though one of those Doodles would have called like made up for all of like the bad investments beforehand. Yeah, all of them, every single one of them, because the floor is so high for it. Times that by what the price is, so you really never know with this type of thing, which I think is kind of spicy. But I I would generally agree that the space is smarter but there's also people with a lot more money into it um from having successful uh flips or just bigger players coming into the space so I really don't know what to think kind of beyond that
1: yeah I, I guess just you know keep an eye on the game if you like the game if you vibe with the game you think it's gonna be successful you believe in the team then buy into it i'm I'm interested in learning more about the sprites game maybe they they have a partnership with sprite maybe you Every time that you get like part of their fire token, which is cool, by the way, that they're going to have a fire token. Is there no other fire? To- I find that so hard to believe. Are they the first fire token? I'm gonna go I click should, on that. Well, uh,
0: when when I had that when I had the Cyber Kongs trying to type in like banana on CoinGecko and you got like a whole bunch of different yeah. options, we're gonna hit a point where, you know, for ape token, there's probably like other variants a of that out of, there. <laughs> just like yeah, a, whole, a bunch, bunch of, of variants.
1: There. That's why I'm thinking to myself. I'm like, did they were they first to market on the fire token? That's kind of cool. It's a cool concept. Anyways, um, my point is is less about that and more about the fact that uh, games are the new PFP projects of 2022. So take that and run with it. You know what else I'm going to take and run with? I'm going to run straight to the bank, get out a lot of money, and buy as many NIFTED displays as humanly possible because our good friends over at NIFTED, sheesh, man. I, I don't know, man. There's some cool stuff in the pipeline for our guys over at NIFTED who, who by the way, Best displays in the game
0: hands down yeah hundred percent i think i i think that again every time we talk about the physical displays of assets whether it be toys collectibles all that kind of stuff it's coming to a new wave um and excited that we're partnered with nifted guys if you haven't checked out their website it's nifted.com and they got all their lowdown on there now when we've talked about our partnership before we have done different uh, display giveaways including wall series ones and for anyone that happened to win one of those ones just know that those are uh, in development right now but they are coming and you never know when we're going to do more giveaways for that so if you happen to have a shot to the moon nft be sure to be within our discord because you never know what's going to pop up there but again huge shout out to the official sponsor nifted
1: Ooh, you're giving away more than I was planning on giving away. Okay, cool. Guys, there's there's going to be some cool uh things that we're doing uh for the community and specifically our good friends over at NIFTED are doing. So have your eyes peeled on that. 2022, it's going to be a fun ride. Uh, we're going to be getting into it. So just have your eyes peeled on on some of the announcements that are going to be coming regarding our good friends over at NIFTED. You know what? Listen, I'll just say it, man. I really think 2022 is gonna be a triple double banger. You love to see it, Avon. Hey, I mean, listen, man. 2021 was fun. We are 28 episodes in. We've been doing this for more than half a year together. What do you think 2022 holds for us? What do you, What do you think like our journey is gonna look like once we're legitimately 70 episodes into this thing?
0: See, it, it's an interesting topic because when we set out to begin this, and I, I, I kind of had the same notion when I started the Twitch stream was yeah. that, hey, you know, you're laying the foundation for something that you're going to look back on and be like, wow. You remember when this happened? I remember yeah. when this happened. Yeah. Or like, yeah. wow, I can't believe the entire, you know, <laughs> NFT. You remember, remember when I bought a <laughs> <Dr. Nick front? laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Exactly. And I mean like remember that yeah. time
1: that I bought two mechas and I was a complete fish. You remember that time where you sold your two wolves? Yeah, it's been I mean, dude, this this journey has been wild together and and it's only been like I said, a little over 6 months.
0: And it, it's exciting to see what's going to kind of come uh, from the future and and we really don't know right because everybody's talking about hey you know play to earn is going to be this year is what people are saying going to be that or is it going to be something completely different Did we think that nfts were going to be this you know profile picture era like we we literally just lived through an era where we can yeah. say that that's what it was right and now we're at the play to earn era is the play to earn going to be classified as a complete bust for the first year or is it going to come out where you know we we have all these successful games uh like you know potentially whatever they do for a mini game of meta hero universe that they do for a wolf game for alluvium for everything else is it all you know a distant ways away and we all think and are speculating way too heavily and everything comes crashing down knock on wood holy sweet mother of pearl that wouldn't be good but we we literally have no idea and that's what makes crypto and <laughs> nft super damn exciting
1: how much of your net worth that's invested in the NFT? Actually, don't answer that question.
0: <laughs> answer that
1: question. Um, a good friend of mine, shout out to Eric Rosenthal. Uh, he he calls me, I don't know, at this point, probably once a week. And we just talk about sports and business and, and just different things. Um, but he told me really early on that the smartest people in the world have the majority of their money, their net worth tied up in assets. And I thought to myself, I'm like, why? I mean, yes, it makes sense, um, but I don't I don't know if I have the balls. And then looking back at what I've done in 2020, 2021, I've moved over a lot of money into assets, man. So it's, you know, you talk about like if the sky falls and this whole thing, you know, is a bubble or goes to zero, like all of our great grandparents and grandparents and parents tell us every single holiday season, I don't know, man. It it could be uh could be a fun ride. All I know, I feel extremely confident. We wouldn't be doing this show every week. We wouldn't be doing what we do if we weren't so bullish on the entire NFT space. I think I mean, listen, man, I think we're going to the moon. Guys, that's it for this week's show to the moon. And guys, beyond. It's gonna be a fun twenty twenty two. As always, my name's Sean Pfeiffer. Good night. Good skill. And most importantly, God bless.
0: Did you enjoy today's show? Leave us a review for a chance to win a free NFT next week. Join us every Wednesday and make sure you're following us on all of our social media accounts at Shot to the Moon. More huge names in the space, more celebrities, more athletes, more giveaways, and more surprises coming soon. Everything you've listened to in this podcast is an opinion and not financial advice. Please invest responsibly.